This is the Motion Epic, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. The Paradise Arcade contains graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Paradise Arcade with Kyle and Eric, promoting synthwave music and culture. Welcome to another episode of the Paradise Arcade. We have a very special guest, the Motion Epic. Pat, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, thanks for being on. We're very excited to um, have you on the show. We've been working at it a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, I had some some stuff in my personal life that uh, came up that uh, didn't allow us to record. So I'm very, very happy to finally have you uh, on the show with us and, and talk about everything that's going on with you. Uh, before we go, get into the, that stuff, uh, make sure that you follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are on uh, most platforms, so iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Uh, so please find us there. And then for all things The Paradise Arcade, Please go to theparadisearcade.com. We've got some uh, cool stuff there. We've got a, a new um, blog going pretty regularly from Cat Temper. So folks that know him, Cat Temper is writing some really cool stuff. And uh, yeah. so just uh, keep keep an eye on the website. We'll keep adding to it and do some fun stuff. Now I want to get back into with you, Pat, because we were kind of having a good conversation going on before. We're talking about the third record. Um let's let's trail back into that and of course talk about the last year covid time what's going on with you yeah i mean you know as soon after we had launched uh, west coast dreams uh back in november 2019 obviously we had no idea that this pandemic was going to change the world right so uh i had contacted a buddy of ours uh named nick who um his I guess his alias name is Kelly Mocho. And uh, I, I really loved his productions and I thought he, he would be a good compliment or like compliment us musically speaking on the next record. So I invited him in to co-write with us uh, back then. And then, I mean, the world shut down. So all my plans kind of went through, <laughs> right. you know, uh, through the same, uh, same. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, um, Regardless, I mean, we, we still found a way to work together and make make this thing work. Um, so we started, you know, we started the record back then and uh, we wrapped up actually just a few months ago, I think in November 2020. So it, we took our time um, to, to produce the third record uh, and it was a lot of fun, honestly. We, um, you know, we did everything in our respective homes and, you know, if we needed to jump on a phone call or, uh, you know, a FaceTime chat or whatever it may be, you know, we, we made this record work. We invited all our friends back. Uh, we have Ben Harrison on sax, which I also feature on his project that see like this year was, you see, like there was pros and cons with the whole pandemic. Uh, you know, unfortunately the world was suffering. Um, and as for musicians like myself, for instance, um, like I really took that time to uh, you know, produce as much music as possible. So uh, we got to, to sing on Max Cruz's stuff. We, we feature on six songs off of his record. Awesome. At the same time, we were working on on the, the, the third Motion Epic record. So it, it all kind of just worked out 
Um, we've got some new players on the third record too. Um, this dude named Sparky out from Halifax, an incredible guitar player uh, and such a good guy. So uh, yeah, we're, we're just really fortunate um, that you know now we'll be launching the album this year. Uh, I'm just sitting on on masters and it's driving me absolutely nuts. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's basically it. Like we just re- really took the time to um, produce as much music as possible and uh, get to where we are now. Yeah, is it like you were done recording in November? Is it that you were mastering and mixing? Like, what's or are you waiting for like a release schedule? Do you have like we're gonna release spring twenty twenty one? Like, what's what's the delay? Oh right, yeah, um, a few things because <laughs> uh, we you know. Once we were, we wrapped the record, we realized, you know, I mean, with everything that's going on in terms of also the fact that we're co-releasing with Max Cruz and we're featuring on six of his songs, we didn't want to, you know, put out our record at the same time he was putting out his record. So we kind of, you know, him and I had in, in discussions really just figured out when we were each going to launch our parts um, so that people could, you know, not just get bombarded by a ton of motion epic and get a chance to listen to everything. In, in all due time right so yeah. uh we and and honestly it kind of worked out for the best um especially the fact that we're, we're uh, releasing um our third record uh with uh, two labels um sofa king vinyl and laser steel records they've teamed up to work with us um and uh, as well as night city vinyl actually uh they're in a part of releasing wow um, yeah so so it's going to be a really uh great record we're really excited and we're going to put it out on vinyl cd cassette on all on all platforms so i mean i'll put all those pieces of the puzzle together we kind of just needed time you know and it all kind of just worked out for the best um so i'm happy that we're kind of hanging on but i promise it won't be too late in the year um we're looking at the end of may for releasing so i hope that isn't too far (laughs) yeah that's not bad that's Uh, coming up pretty quick actually yeah yeah Uh, are are there like each label doing variants are you doing a, a larger run this time around Three three exactly. companies is pretty pretty intensive for a record. I, I know I did I did not expect that to be honest with you. Um, Max and Jeff have been close friends of ours since our, our launch in Motion Epic. So uh, to have them involved in this release, you know, we kind of just worked it out for us us three to work together. And luckily during our conversations, Jory wanted to get involved. Um, so we decided to do exactly three different variants, uh, a variant for each uh, label that's releasing our record. So. It's gonna be pretty cool, uh, and definitely a larger run this time around. Um, and uh, yeah, well, like I said, you'll, we'll have cassettes and, and CDs as well. And um, I'm, I'm pretty excited. This is a, a much bigger release, definitely. Is there? A, can you talk about or talk about them, or is it like it's a secret until they announce it? <laughs> uh, like the, the record itself, or or the... yeah, the, vi- the vinyl. Like, is it? The vi- because we're vinyl boys, so that you, oh, you talk okay, about okay. vinyl and you get me really excited. Um, I could I could talk I could I could jump in a little bit. I mean, um, uh, I, I almost don't want to ruin the surprise though. It's it's much better just to see it though. You know what I'll do? I mean, it's this is a tease for everyone listening, but I'll send you guys screenshots of how to look. And okay, perfect. We'll, we'll keep uh, us three. Okay, you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll keep it. Yeah. I'll let you guys in on listening to the record before everyone as well. I'm so sorry, oh, everybody that's listening. Yeah, I am I'll, so I'll get excited. You guys in. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very excited right now. Perks got, of the job, right yeah, here. Perks of the job. 
the second part of the question, the second question is yeah. how did the pandemic influence your music or did it not influence it at all? I'm, I'm just very curious what it, you know, the effect of the world has on your, on the production. Of course. Well, originally when I came up with the concept of this third album, I actually had a vision of how I wanted to portray the record from its artwork uh, into its music. So originally I, I came up with the concept of the third record before the pandemic happened. I had, I had a vision about the artwork and the music and how I wanted to just portray this new piece of music. Um, and then the pandemic happened. And unfortunately I was like, oh, well, I mean, this kind of affects my original idea, but I went along with it and I kind of kept my head in that, that mind space in that head space, let's say. And I just worked real hard on on trying to maintain that throughout my writing process uh however you know during the pandemic there's just feelings that come through that ultimately affect you so i ended up just you know there's a few songs in there that will represent the idea of of you know feeling alone or uh, that sense of like not being able to see a significant other or a family member on all that stuff, I think it, it, it'll play a role in some of the ballads on the record, but um, majority of it, majority of the record, uh, is still in that essence that I kept from the beginning, prior to what happened in the world, basically. Gotcha, that's really cool. So, uh, yeah. because I think like with your other records, they seem to be, I don't, I don't necessarily want to call them a concept record, but there seems to be a through line of, of emotions or or. Um, ideas and so it, it seems like it's kind of the same thing with the third record where it it's a natural progression uh, because of the state of the world and things that are happening but you're able to stay on track for the most part um with right, this right. One. I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy i'm happy you see that way um i i really do it means a lot to me because and definitely that's how i actually imagine um putting my records together is i come up with a, a concept and i just try to work at it um, and see where we get, you know, by the end of it. <laughs> so would you say like, it's almost like, um, like their stories, like West coast dreams overall tells a, a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'd say that, um, not necessarily the first release that we did in midnight. Cause I, we were just at that point, we were just discovering ourselves, right. We were right. discovering our sound and figuring it, figuring ourselves out. Um, whereas when, when I was putting together West Coast Dreams, I really did capture what I felt would be a West Coast record. It was something you would play while driving out on the West Coast and the palm trees and, and the beautiful scenery. Um, so I tried to put myself in that headspace. And, I, and, and again, with this third record, we, I emulated that in a new way, um, I hope. <laughs> I hope people, it resonates with people the same way that West Coast Dreams did, and I, you know, I think it will. Um, but definitely that that sort of uh, yes concept styled record, but not really. You know what I'm saying? It's like an yeah. in between thing, but yeah, it's like a an emotional story. I would say like right. it it hits. There's not necessarily a a specific like narrative, but there is like a through line of, of feelings through. Because like as I was telling you earlier, I really like listening to that record driving, um, and it does put Thank you me. in the headspace. So when like you know when it's really shitty out and it's negative 18 degrees, it, it kind of transports you a little bit out of the, the current um, surrounding. So, and I would definitely say like having been to California a few times, like it gives me that West coast 
kind of vibe and like a cinematic kind of vibe too. Like, you know, I, I just think of all like the, the montages from eighties movies and television shows. And it just, it seems to strike that same kind of quiet, emotional, contemplative spots in those movies. I was going right. to say something about that too. Cause it's not like not the cinematic as in just like background stuff, but yes, the montage, like here's an important scene. Here's an important song to go with it type of thing. Exactly. Like there's, there's something going on uh, with a character where they're overcoming a great obstacle or they're, they're going through like, you know, in footloose when he's like going through the rough times and you see him and like, it's the music that plays that, that really transports you into the mo- emotional headset of, of the character. Right. Right. Well, yeah, that's it. And I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, uh, you guys on that, you know, there's some sort of escapism when I, I feel it, when I listen back to our music and I, I think, you know, originally when we do sit down to write, I, I try to emulate that and I try to come up with the, the best way possible we can portray that in the music. Um, so I'm, 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 it, it, it makes me feel like, we're doing the right thing when you guys say this because um, we do definitely hone in on that. And it's funny that you, you say that when you're driving, you, you really do feel this music um, because I tend to write when, when I'm driving, which is a dangerous thing. Very but, dangerous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, I don't know why, but every time I get in my car. You got when you're doing it? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I have my voice notes. Uh, so it's still, I mean, it's still kind of a, a dangerous maneuver when you're like, trying to find voice notes and you're like, Oh, don't lose the melody record record. And you're like driving at the same time. Um, it's just, it's a weird thing. I, I, when I get into the driver's seat for some reason and I'm playing an instrumental, the melodies just like they come. And I, I really don't know how to explain that. Um, it just happens that way. And I'm noticing it more and more often that I can't write sitting down and like, I gotta be moving. <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange. Um, but um, yeah, I got to do that a lot with, with, the, the new record too. Um, I, I got to digest the songs that way and just go for drives and um, end up in places I shouldn't be at like three in the morning. And it's like, why did I drive this far? But okay, I got to drive home now. Um, but yeah, and it hopefully results in a good, pro- uh, well, a good song or a good album, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I'm, I'm really excited to hear the third record um, just to see the progression. Cause you know, I, I see the progression or, or sorry, hear the progression from the first record into the second record. And so, you know, it's good that this year we get a lot of motion epic stuff um, because right. I think my personal, I don't know how to say this. Uh, <clears throat> synthwave singers tend to be underwhelming and you've got a great voice. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, Thank and you. so, it's really a, a pleasure to listen to you. And it, and I think, especially in like the ballads, you really hear, really feel those things. And you're able to convey that um, emotional intensity and um, vulnerability through your music. So I've been singing for uh, a very long time. Um, <laughs> I've had uh, trained, I've, I've, excuse me, I've been trained by tenors, um, and really heavy vocalists that uh, spend most of their life lives singing, and uh, it was tough. I'll be honest with you, um, learning from from these these types of people because they're really they hone in on their craft, right? So, I remember um, during singing courses and lessons, it being stopped within seconds if I sung a wrong note or something like that. So, 
I, 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 they were frustrating sessions, let me tell you. And uh, <laughs> still to this day, I'm not a perfect singer. I, I mean, I, I'll go off, but I, I did learn a lot from, from uh, being trained that way and um, preparing the vo my voice and being able to sing for long periods of time. It's beneficial for some things, but for other things that I was really hard on myself. <laughs> so um, I, I do appreciate it. I, I spent a lot of time trying to craft my voice into a sound uh, that I, you know, um, hope hope that people like yeah. to hear. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for me personally, feel like you're at the top of your game. So yeah. it's, it has paid off, in my opinion. Indeed. Thank you. Yeah, because I think Thank you've you. got a great mix of of really good technique and distortion. Um, to balance those kinds of things. Cause I think like, unless you're an operatic singer, uh, you know, like that perfect clarity isn't necessarily work so well for, for pop music necessarily, or, you know, like, right. And so I think you, you've hit a really good um, balance of technique and just raw, how you, how you sound basically. Thanks. Yeah. And I, I molded myself from listening to some of my favorite singers growing up. And um, I, I think like, you know, through time, you end up just developing your own voice mm -hmm. when, when you take, when you listen, because I have always wanted that like grungy side of my voice. I've always tried and tried and I used to do it so wrong. And it was, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I would, you know, you, you're like 14 years old and trying to sound like Chris Cornell doesn't, I mean, you just can't get there. Uh, so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. That must've been yeah. painful because. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Pat, why do you all sound sick? Oh, you know, just trying. No. You're trying just to kidding. peel paint or, or, off walls, yeah. Watching too many mobster movies and trying to emulate the, the voice, you know. So but, what? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about um, influences and in, and in growing up. I mean, what what were your influences growing up, and and how did you end up in this particular scene? Well, it's it's quite interesting because when I was a, a kid, um, my my parents and thank thank God for them, um, they uh, <laughs> played me Back to the Future on VHS when I was like two three years old, and they said, and I don't remember, but they I used to want to rewind it and watch it again and again and again and again, and it I from there I I have you know maybe when I turned five or six years old, small memories of of me playing cassette tapes. Um, from what my dad would show me. And I remember back then, you know, like Huey Lewis was a thing definitely because of Back to the Future. So right. I, even though I was born in the 90s, uh, I definitely felt the end of the 80s growing up. Like I, I was never interested in, in uh, superheroes or anything like that. Like my superhero was Marty McFly and Doc. You know what I'm saying? So right. I guess just from, from that, from taking you know those those elements and what i was watching and hearing and i was in love with the with with the 50s as well just because of johnny be good you know so i remember you know hearing elvis when i was a kid and um my dad was a huge bowie fan so that you know like the he loved the 80s bowie so we would listen to like let's dance and stuff like that so you know and elton john so i was just you know living in the past well i was born in the 90s um, and obviously, you know, uh, growing up, you follow the trends. And, you know, I, as I was growing up, I was into, you know, uh, pop punk and rock and, and grunge. I, I followed everything, basically. But I always I always came back to the 80s. I just don't know what it is. Um, I guess it's also film. I, I adore 80s film. And I, I you know, watched The Goonies 100, 100 million times. I, I've seen like 
you know, stand by me thousands of times, you know? So I, I just literally, that era of, of filmmaking and, and music just stuck with me. And now to this day, you know, still Tears for Fears is like one of my favorite bands. I still listen to them all the time. Huey Lewis, I still listen to them all the time. So um, when I turned 27, uh, was it was a big breaking point for me because at that point I was already had been in tons of bands and none of them were working out and I've always wanted to implement um, the era, the era of the 80s into our music and I didn't feel like maybe I had the right guys at the time and uh, I was uh, down in the pits like I was like almost done with music and um, I said to myself you know what I got to go 80s now or never. And uh, I called up my friend Andreas and the rest is history. And now here we are talking to you guys. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so like when you sit and, and sit down with Andreas, is there a, how, how does that communication go? Is there kind of like a, I want to sound like this or I want to capture this feeling or like how do you bounce ideas off each other to create ultimately what becomes the music that we hear? Of course, yeah. It's interesting because every process of every record that we've recorded uh, has been different. Where, So if we would say that we start off uh, releasing Midnight, our, our first EP, um, I had written songs on, on guitar and vocals, just demos, and I brought them to Andreas, and then we translated everything off into keys and just developed a full band feel from uh, an original acoustic vocal recording. Because at the time, I mean, I was just diving into synthesizers and I, I did have, you know, knowledge behind it, but I didn't necessarily, I never really wrote a song in synth, right? Yeah. So it, it, that, that moment I remember um, was, it was, huge, was huge for us because we really started to dive in and learn about instrumentation and, and synthesizers and, and trying to implement that into these songwriting pieces that were just vocals and, and guitar so you know we started doing our research and and we started falling in love with with the juno and the dx7 and uh we we primarily primarily use serum now uh and diva so like we really uh hon hone in on those uh, those software and those tools uh and from there i feel like we developed a lot more so on west coast dreams um you know, I'll say like, you know, Andreas, like I'm feeling something a little bit um, like this FM84 track. Like, how could we emulate this and try to put a piece together with with this inspiration or this piece of music? And, you know, we'll, we'll listen to something um, and just dive in on it. And like, for instance, and this is going back to the Midnight EP that we released, um, th there's a song well, a cover song called Drive, and I'm sure you guys yep. have heard it. Yes. Um, so that was influenced by AHA's Take On Me mixed with the actual song Drive because we had been – actually, we were off to lunch on, at a studio session, and, and uh, Take On Me played soon after Drive on the radio, and I think that influenced us to be like, holy shit, like maybe we can fuse these two songs together, and we did it, and luckily it worked. Yeah. Because at first I was like, this, this, this is, I don't think this is going to work. And we just went along with it and yeah. kind of turned out r real nice. So yeah, we, we, you know, we, we grab inspiration from other artists and we just kind of build on it and, um, you know, develop our own music. And, and so that's it. So like for West Coast Dreams, it was uh, more of an, we would start with instrumentation um, 
uh, writing, you know, everything together and, and rather than the first album, which was um, just guitar vocal. And now the third record is also different in many ways because our friend Kelly Mocho uh, from Texas, shout out to Nick, what's up Nick? Nick's probably knows <laughs> this. <laughs> he, uh, he's a good friend of mine. And honestly, he, he nailed it. Like he would send me demo ideas of like, I, I pretty much um, gave him a direction of where I wanted to take this record. So he would send early demos then I would play on them. Like I would sing on them, write melodies and we would go back and forth and arrange the tracks uh, and then we brought everything off to Andreas to uh, do some additional producing and mixing master. So all three releases have been different approaches. Yeah, it's cool. It just, it sounds like, you know, you're obviously taking the the lessons learned as you go and incorporate that. And, but what's exciting is it seems like you're still taking risks. You're going right. further and differently and going, well, let's try this out. Let's see what this does. And that's always fun. I think you really find, I've always enjoyed artists. Like you mentioned David Bowie, you know, that never ending experimentation and not afraid to take chances. So right. it just makes me I mean, wanting. I like because of that, you, you specified like this era Bowie. <laughs> right. <laughs> to go along with that. Um, right. Has this project um, changed the way you listen to the music that you love? Yes, actually, I, I, that's a that's a great question. Um, I never I never actually thought of that before, but I I think it does. You know, um, I just feel like I'm finally home in in terms of all these years of trying to discover myself as a, as a musician and as an artist. I um, through the Motion Epic, I, I I sometimes I don't like to listen back all the time because you know you, you start to wander and think like oh should I have done this better or should I have done that better. But when I do take a chance to listen back or if I have a family member or friend that I'm with that, you know, we're listening together or whatever, I, I, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm very thankful for where we are now. And even if it took so long, you know, so um, it definitely changed the way I, I listen. I listen to past music. Um, what I, I look for, I look forward to listening back to the songs that, you know, um, help me grow uh, as an artist and, like for, for instance, like Head Over Heels by Tish for Fears. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs. And I find every time I listen back, I'm, I'm listening to production now rather than just uh, the, the songwriting behind it. And I'm listening like, oh, wow, that's a that's a real cool synth sound or that's a real cool drum sound, you know, and uh, definitely changed the way. And 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 so now for future records, I'm, I'm referencing to uh, actual elements in, in, the, in these songs. And I'm saying, Dre, like, we're going to make the snare sound like this. We got to make the kick sound like this song. And like, it's, yeah, it's, it's the fusion of everything really. So can, can we expect a, uh, a Huey Lewis, um, you know, like a song sometime from the motion epic or, uh, you know, an EP of, of cover songs. Uh, it's definitely in the works. <laughs> I've, I have so many ideas. I'm, it's it's one of my plans is is to do something along the the lines of a Huey Lewis record down the line. It's obviously more rock oriented, but um, it's definitely in the works. We we've been discussing this because um, uh, one of my favorite bands right now they're called The Night Game. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. I'm not actually. Uh, you check them out. They're absolutely incredible. All um, right. And uh, he he knows how to bring the '80s back in in a more uh, pop format. 
Um, but he um, made me realize that it's possible. And, and I think what, what I want to do also is not just uh, stray away too much from Synthwave either, because I feel like we're starting to grow a base in this community. And, and I, I, as much as I want to try different things, I also don't want to stem away too much, maybe down the line eventually. Yeah. But uh, we, we, will, we will get there at some point. I promise you that. And there will be a covers record. I'm, uh, it's in the works. <laughs> I don't know how soon, but definitely in the works. Yeah, because I think, you know, for me, if there's a vocalist that I think can really um, bring something, I should say honor the original music while also bringing their own unique uh, style to it'd be you. Uh, and Thank so, you. like, again, like, I would love to hear you do Huey Lewis because, you know, it's not going to be Huey. He's, he's He is who he is. But I think, you know, with the cover you did with Drive um, – and then the Michael Jackson cover you did on West Coast Dreams, like uh, I thought that you brought some really like a different light, and I always like that. Someone can take someone else's material, and then you you see it in a, at a different angle, and you bring something new to it. Thank you. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I never thought I would have done a Michael Jackson song in my entire life. I I just because I. I mean, he was one of the greatest vocalists of all time, and I never thought I could sing a Michael Jackson song. And when Andreas was like, "No, we're doing it," I was like, uh. "So for a long time, <laughs> I was, I, I was listening to like isolated tracks of his, and I was not necessarily trying to emulate his voice, really. But um, I'm using that word a lot today: emulate, emulate, emulate. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I, I, I studied him a little bit, his, his vocals, and and um, I said, you know, how can I change this up to make it our own too, you know, and not necessarily try mm. too much uh, what he was doing. So I, I, you know, stripped away the vocals and then I, I tried different melodies over it. And, but, you know, you end up doing your own thing anyway. You, you never sound like the original artist. So, um, but like, you know, Michael Jackson was something I never thought we'd touch, but we, we, we did. And I really hope that um, we could do some Huey Lewis down the line. Cause um definitely like i said you know growing up and listening to power of love and back in time and do you believe in love and all those like great hits that that they produced uh, i mean we definitely need to try it out you know mm -hmm. um so if you were to describe the motion epic to someone who didn't know what you were how would you describe yourself like what is what are you trying to convey or or hope that people get from it I hope they, they feel that they can escape when they listen to the music and, and that they can um, envision um, what the record would be uh, visually when they close their eyes. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. listening into the music and, and just like escaping for a little bit. I just hope that they take that with them. And obviously, you know, we connect with the fans and, and those who love the 80s. And I hope that we can continue to uh, do so along the line. Um along our journey let's say that's that's a lack of a better word but yeah along our journey i hope that you know people can stick around and, and continue to love what we do and um I'm, I'm very fortunate to be here and and in this position and talking to you guys and i i absolutely love what we're doing here so as long as i i guess as long as we continue to love what we do and people love what they hear we can keep doing it and uh even for those who are, you know, maybe not fans of the '80s or really don't know about the era, 
hopefully we can drag them in, you know, um, and especially with modern pop music kind of um, complementing synthwave and, you know, with The Weeknd, for instance. Um, I, I felt that there's a lot of new listeners and um, I, I think uh, hopefully, you know, along the years we can continue to grow. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely see like, like for you specifically, like with with the project is that there, I think there's more ability to cross over just because you have vocals. And I think, uh, in my opinion, a barrier to synthwave probably for the average listener is that it tends to be non-vocal. And I find mm -hmm. that, you know, most people don't like non-vocal music. And, and so you could bridge that gap, I think, a lot easier than other people. And like, I don't know that The weekend is like especially with that last record is that far off from a motion epic um record like i don't think that that's much of a leap you know what i mean to go from that mm -hmm. to listening to you so like there's a lot of of ability and um you've continued to grow has have you seen interest um grow from from other areas of the world like and i mean like pop world or that sort of thing uh as you yeah. put music out yeah yeah actually it's a great question um yeah uh, we've noticed um and it's funny like again i referenced the, the the weekend um because i mean blinding lights was a major billboard single I, I felt like we got a few people hitting us up and um just naturally i guess you know they were i guess they were looking for that style of music i don't i don't really know what the reason may be but in general we noticed that we've grown um in other areas yes and, and certain songs too right like some songs yeah. i guess just don't resonate with 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 certain people and some songs do you know and it's that's what's interesting about spotify analytic analytics is just to see um where your listeners are from and who's actually listening to you actively and who's ha who's got you on a playlist too and sometimes when you look through who has your music on a playlist you'll see that that weekend cover or like another pop in a major pop artist album cover with your album cover on their playlist so it's really interesting I, honestly within the last two years i've seen a, a, a change like um i i don't really know where it's headed to be honest i've never really thought that far off but yeah that's really interesting what what's been the most surprising like when you dig into analytics like what's is there a song that's like i didn't imagine that one taking off or or did you, did you find one that you were thinking, well, this is going to be it. This is going to be a thing. And it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. You, you always, that always happens. Like temporary, temporary lovers uh, for me, I thought was going to be a, I mean, one of our biggest songs, but uh, it didn't get as many plays as bad behavior or, or strange love. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of funny. Sometimes you definitely don't, don't really realize um, that, maybe you think something is so great but to others it's not the, the best and they pick their their tracks and they've definitely picked tracks for us like lonely lovers um i didn't think it was going to be a single i i didn't i didn't you know didn't think much of it but it has like a lot more plays than um for instance the homecoming dance right now i think mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken or or another song that i thought would have done really well lonely, lonely lovers is just an album track and it's doing absolutely well uh so things like that and the response on that song too i never thought you know like on soundcloud um i i go and check sometimes and there's tons of comments on that song and i'm like 
what, what's happening here? Like, I didn't release this as a single. So you definitely, you get surprised like that. And I'm honestly surprised of where our listeners are from too. We have a lot of listeners from Russia, which I never would have thought. Um, and um, there's a Russian app, well, um, called VK. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but um, it's, it's sort of like yeah. a, a Facebook. And I signed up to it because a lot of our Russian fans were hit, hitting us up. And I went and checked, and um, they post a lot about us uh, in their feeds and are, and are playing our music in their playlists. And it's really, really interesting. I would have never thought. Um, and recently, uh, our music's made it out to Germany. We're, we're actually going to be releasing um, our first two albums on CD with a company out in Germany. Uh, they're called Consume Records. Um, so it's quite exciting to see like all these opportunities just kind of present themselves with... Uh, how the music's just been out there and gets to the right ears, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you think that you thought that lonely lovers wasn't going to be like, I listened to that song and I'm like, this is a hit. Like this is a, it's got a hook to it. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's got an upbeat. It's got something that grabs you. So I, I kind of, I'm like, it makes sense to me that people resonate with it. Right. You know, definitely. I guess like in, in the, in the time of making the record, uh, I myself didn't realize um, that it could have been seen as a single. I was I was so hooked on uh, rumors and, and the homecoming dance as being two singles for this record that I for that record that I I, I didn't really think much of the rest of the songs um, because I, I was you know I was thinking to myself well they're gonna get to the the rest of it right like they'll listen to the singles if they're interested they'll grab the record and but yeah I'm I'm just uh, I definitely learned on, on that so. <laughs> Yeah, rumors. That's I love that song. And then Forever Young yeah. does you know? Yeah, see Forever Young. See that was another one. that was another uh, option for us, but unfortunately, it like the homecoming dance kind of um, took over. Um, originally, I I would have said yes. Forever Young would have been the second single, um, but uh, rumors was was a choice. It was a pick from the beginning just because we got Ben on the song and it, it absolutely blew our minds we it yeah. was exactly what we envisioned um prior to like when we when we started writing the song we're like well, this definitely needs a sax lead and then ben came on and just destroyed it so uh, you do yeah. <laughs> kyle and i were actually talking uh prior to you hopping on and uh, uh we both agree you have the right amount of saxophone in your music <laughs> um <laughs> there might be some other folks that utilize it like every single song or every other part. <laughs> yeah. I um I tell Ben like <laughs> so on this new album, you're probably gonna only have it on two or three songs. I'm sorry. Uh just letting you know in advance. And he's cool with it, but he's honestly such a great uh musician. He he's so, so talented and he can play anything. Uh, and I mean anything, like guitar, piano, uh sax. So he's he's so he's so talented and uh yeah, for sax, I kind of limit it too, because that's the thing. You don't want to overdo it, right? Like, I mean, yeah. with anything. Um, <laughs> so we try to, you know, keep two or three where we're like, yeah, we definitely need a sax solo here. Or we definitely need a sax lead here. Um, I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. That's not what I'm saying. Right, right. No, it's no. just when you, <laughs> yeah. it seems like it's it could be a crutch when you're trying to like, I can tell when an artist is more, they write things to a calculation 
like there's a an algorithm in their brain where like we need to hit this that and the other thing and it's going to be we're going to use these elements and it's going to evoke this particular mood and it it's not necessarily about the songwriting or about the what's appropriate for the music it's just well we're going to throw this thing in you know like in pop music it seems like every six months there's like a there's a thing that's really popular and like the saxophone Mm -hmm. was it like five four or five years ago the saxophone was like in every single pop song and then it Mm -hmm. switches to something else and i I feel like with synthwave unfortunately it's a perennial thing and too many people may use it as a crutch that's where i get that horse (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I, I will say one thing that you use the right amount of are guitar solos. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, you're getting one on the new album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get it on the new album. I, I honestly, um, it, it's 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 inter- interesting because when you're writing the music, you never like for me. I don't really think of it up until towards the end, and you know where we're close to um, finalizing the song and. You have it in mind where there's instrumental sections and you're like, maybe a solo can do good here, but you don't really know, I, I, at least for me, uh, up until towards the end, but uh, of like actually writing a song. Um, but we just like, honestly, just let it happen naturally. I think that's the most important thing. Um, so you kind of have it in mind, but you don't really stick on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. You perfect. like the use of it, um, ulterior motives, like that's my jam right there. Thanks. It's just like mm, perfect. It's not too much. It's not too little, and it's right where it needs to be. It's perfect. Right, right, right. It's not too long, and yeah, we uh, we experimented with that section especially because you know when you bring in the session player, and especially um, that that dude that played that solo, his name is Ben, another Ben. Uh, he, um, yeah, you know, like we gave him space and. Uh, you know, we're like, maybe it's uh, not striving to be too long. Like we starting to be too long. Maybe we should you know, keep our original um, idea here. And uh, yeah, we just, you know, that's what's important is when it's not forced, you know? Yes. Thank you. And you exercise great restraint in songwriting. So thank you. It's good. It's really good. It's not like we're particular at all. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I really try not to sound like a music snob, but you know, we we just all have our our particular things. And you and I think with synthwave, it's really exciting. And and Kyle and I are both, you know, it's a a thing that once we discovered it, it re-energized our love of music. Like it feels like mm-hmm. being fifteen again. And you're like, oh my god, I got the next thing. And what's this other thing? It's coming out. And oh my god, I gotta I gotta get this thing. I gotta buy that record. And oh, did you hear right. this thing? And and so, like, you have that energy around it. And when you're passionate about something, you listen to a lot of it. And then if you, you know, hear the same thing over and over and over again, and it, it could be a little tiring. And so I, I always like, you know, good songwriting because I like all music. I'm not just stuck in synthwave. And, um, you know, I like people that do their thing. They find their own particular sound. So um, right. you but, do that Yeah, well. that's what I – yeah, no, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no, no, that's exactly what I love about the community is that they're stuck in their old ways. And that's so beautiful because I remember <laughs> as a kid growing up, I wanted the records in my hands. I wanted to play that fucking thing, excuse my language, but like 
over and over and over. And it was just, it was, it was beautiful. You know, you're holding up the record, you're wa- looking at the artwork, listening to the music. I find we've completely lost that. And, mm-hmm. and I'm starting, I'm really happy to hear that it's coming back, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and I, it's, yeah, saxophone that that's it's a running and honestly, and it's mostly a running joke for Kyle and I because I, I, we've mentioned it. <laughs> we keep kind of mentioning it throughout the episodes and the show, or just our own experiences. So uh, it, it's really funny. So um, May is the the rough time frame for the for the new record. It sounds like it's gonna it's gonna have some hot stuff. There's more people involved. It also sounds like on this record this time around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we definitely invited some some new blood, and um, they've all done amazing work, and they were also passionate about it too. And uh, we, I feel very lucky in, in that sense. And um, I just the way it came came to be, I didn't expect it. Uh, November back when we November twenty nineteen when we had started, I didn't think we'd end up here. You know, I obviously had a different plan, and it still worked out for the best. I think you know, and especially like. Uh, we were mentioning earlier because of the pandemic we got a lot more time to songwrite and get the right songs in this thing and um yeah i'm, I'm really excited um uh everyone everyone's played a huge role on this um and it's not just me so yeah <laughs> do you feel like maybe the pandemic helped out in this situation perhaps in a way yes and i feel guilty saying that but it I think it, it played a huge role. Yes. Um, Cause you know, prior to the other records, I mean, they still got a lot of attention and we spent the same amount of time, if not more. But the fact is, is like we had other distractions then. And, and this time we had no distractions. So you know what I'm saying? It, it was just like focusing on this entirely. And I mean, other distractions as like, you know, Andreas has got, he's recording other bands, um, you know, um, there's just everybody that you're involved with kind of has their own life. And then the pandemic happens and everyone's life lives are, are shut down basically until, you know, things get better. And in that sense, I mean, we all got to focus on this record, which was uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, you, you made the best of the situation and you're like, if we're right. here, let's do it. Let's do the thing. And so, yeah. and a lot of people didn't do that. I mean, we've talked to a lot of artists who, initially were really excited like yes finally quiet time alone time like that that where you shut down the world for a bit but then they lost yeah. their mojo at the same time too yeah it's it's kind of sad definitely I, I know I, i've spoken to some of my friends even out in nashville and it definitely hit certain musicians harder than others i i, I i'm just the type of guy that can't sleep at night without something ringing in my head or some sort of idea or plan for music like i'm i i just can't sleep without pouring out my heart into this 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 thing that we created this motion epic thing it's all i think about every day and every second of the day so i i I can't see myself stopping either way which is unfortunately for other people you know (laughs) I, i guess yeah it didn't work out that way um just trying to think where else what else could we explore? Um, I, I'm One curious. Thing I want to say. Oh, go ahead. Uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, how you know you can give me your homage to the '80s and give it that you know sound and feeling, mm-hmm. but how I 
I what I get out of it is that you aren't one of the types, and there's a lot out there that like <laughs> really shoehorn in the '80s sound and try to do it too much. But at the same mm-hmm. time, while you're doing this homage and respect to the '80s, you also have the fresh new sound as well. So it hits both things. It's contemporary. It it, it pays its respect to the past, and I can really see that you know going in your favor and helping you become more popular and seeing more people and you know just getting more popular thank you yeah we we definitely we definitely try to not just you know stay stay in that era entirely because we are living in in new times and you know but majority of the time i i do feel like it's like not the try hard but we're we're definitely stuck in that mindset you know what i'm saying so it's it's hard to say like like for me sometimes i'm like well like how could we make it sound as if it was done like on june 1st 1986 you try so hard and it's like you can't do it no modern technology and stuff like that you know so yeah it just happens naturally i guess too yeah is there uh ever gonna be uh the motion epic tour are you gonna go uh, do some stuff and again obviously once the pandemic is is gone away but is there plans for that because i think one way especially with what you do to connect with fans is playing live of course yeah it's uh definitely in the works i have to say like that's the one thing that i want so bad is, is to go out and play for everybody and not even that just to hang out with the community and 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 you know, talk to everybody and just be involved with it. And and that's the funnest part is, yes, we'll play on stage for like half an hour, an hour or so, whatever, depending on the bill. But, you know, in between sets and just talking to everybody that's there and, and just com- connecting with everyone. And that's that's the beauty for me, you know. Like, I mean, you could do it through a screen, but it's nothing like when you're in person. And and uh, I'm hoping that, you know, it wasn't in, in, in the works prior, Um we were trying to get out there and start booking some shows, but then all this thing happened. And actually, maybe we'll work out for the better because we got all these new pieces and parts involved with the third record that I think are going to be important for us to, to work with live. So as the band grows, I guess um, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the pandemic too. And I'm, I'm ready for it, basically. I, I just hope that it'll come sooner rather than later, and I hope that we get there, you know? Yeah, because impre- to me, I think it's impressive that you've gotten, gotten as much following and traction by by not even touring. You know, I think that's a right. big way for fan outreach and to grow an audience, obviously, is, is to tour. So, you know, I just like, to me, what's exciting is that to be able to see where you go once you start touring. And as I think also your, your music fits on a lot of different bills. You don't have to be stuck in a synth wave thing. I, we, you know, we mm-hmm. uh, talked to a guy and you know, his, he considers himself synth wave, but he doesn't tour with any synth wave people at all. He usually tours with like prog rock bands and rock bands and stuff like that. So, mm. um, so I just, I think there's, you've got this ability to, you know, you can go, uh, indie pop or where whatever it is and and fit really nicely right yeah I'm, I'm hoping that that would be the case as well you know we can just fit on uh where, wherever they put us but that's a good a good point to, you know, to put across because i i think so too we have elements and different styles of music to all 
yes, it's synth wave, but it's also synth pop. It's also, you know, it, it touches upon different genres. Yeah. Um, which, uh, yes, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping. <laughs> I, I, um, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that. Cause like, you know, even for us, um, when, when, you know, the fact that we haven't done a show and we have this kind of traction is incredible to me. Um, the thing is, is I'm always at least trying to communicate with everyone that reaches out to us, um, that loves our music or that's been inspired by our music. Um, and just being involved with these labels as well. And they've done so much work for us. And I, I thank them and, and Max from Sofa King and Jeff from Laser Steel have not only been great friends, like we, we talk all the time and, and yes, they distribute my records, but they also helped me so much in, in terms of deciding things. And, and it's really the team that's involved with the motion Epic that keeps me going and keeps me wanting to get, to get there. And, and all the fans that reach out to us that are now our friends um, that have said just wonderful things about our music and just communicating with everyone. I think that's um, it just, you know, it, it's like, um, how to say this? Like, it's like a growing snowball. Yeah. you know and it just keeps on growing more people reach out to you more people reach out and i try to answer everyone and you know um uh, make new uh, friends it's, you it's do awesome. you do a very good job at that i would say you know you're you. um because it's a it's a hustle you know i like anything mm -hmm. like you you know you're trying to to grow your audience and engage and you always come across as very thankful and sincere and i think that's a really huge i think it endears you to your audience and people and 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 just you feel special and yeah. so that's really cool um and i think like in my brain i think like the next thing is is the tour like a tour would take you up over because like you could tour with like the 1975 and that would make total sense right right i'm hoping that's the case i really am and and you know what um like like i said since i never sleep we're already <laughs> working on the the next one and like we're <laughs> We're, we haven't even released the third one yet. We're just, we're, we're just, uh, Nick and I, uh, Kelly Mocho, I, I keep saying his real name. I should just call him Kelly Mocho. Um, like, you know, we're, we're always writing. And now just because we got in, in, into the mindset of our third album, we've just continuously still been sending each other ideas and, uh, along with also Andreas. So we just don't stop. And I'm really hoping that at least this third record will start to, um, Put us on some bills and um get us get us touring um and in the meanwhile we're not stopping so I'll, I'll let you know that that we do have more music to come even though we have this third record there's there's a lot following it i, I promise wow so 2021 is going to be a year of the motion epic you, you know being a max cruise basically it's like a split yeah. you got right. your record the third record coming out you're writing more music that's a really exciting place to be in for a musician yeah. and uh you know hopefully again you could tour uh maybe i i keep hearing really it's 2022 before anyone really seriously does any touring um yeah but you know that's an exciting thing to look forward to kyle do you have anything else you want to talk to pat about can't stop won't stop don't do it <laughs> all right yeah uh, pat i really enjoy you coming on the show it's been a pleasure you know i've been looking forward to oh, this interview you. for a while and, um, you know, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Really appreciate uh, what you've given us today. And we look forward to the third record earlier than other people. Um, <laughs> and, and again, thank you. So until next time, this is Eric. This is Kyle. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much.
Final fucking paradise I came.